Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. All right. This one goes out to all of us in the house. You know what I'm saying? You're going to express my feelings right about now on the way I like to do things. Well, I'm going to end up releasing a couple of videos, one talking about 
um, the CIAA tournament in North Carolina in terms of whether or not they should or should not be leaving out, especially with everything that's going on in the state, in, in, in terms of the uh, the LBGT laws and, 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 and the like. And also, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do a video on money games. We, we've come through mm-hmm. uh, the last two, three weeks uh, of money games. And, of course, the, the everlasting question, especially over the past uh, 20 years, is whether or not these games need to continue to exist. And um, I'm going to try to go into detail with, the, with this video in, in terms of things that have been uncovered over the past week or so and, and some of my thoughts on what should be done in terms of whether or not these institutions need to continue to have these money games and what HBCUs can do in order to help their institutions generate revenue. Because the good stuff. And by the way, folks, uh, I'm also a contributor to the weekly uh, blow uh, oh, check us out. Uh, by the way, look for a future podcast from the uh, weekly Blowback Sports Blog. So, good stuff to be continued. Uh, let's go you know, jump right, right into week two for me, the NFL season. Lots of good action, uh, including a, a division rivalry game, which I attended Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Uh, it rained all day, uh, but it was good stuff. I'll go into that in a second. And the fact that it was a clean game, everything else, and also other matchups like Jimmy Garoppolo, better known as Jimmy G, lighting up before he got lit up with a shoulder, a pair of shoulder injury, uh, is one of the many things I'm going to get into. But what stuck out to you right quick as far as what happened during week two? Well, week two, it's interesting that you talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, He's one of the QBs that stood out with great weeks. This past week, uh, he had a big game against Miami. Um, Phillip Rivers had a big game against uh, uh, Jacksonville. But the guys that really mm-hmm. stood out to me uh, was running back Isaiah Crowell. Of course, you know, if I can mm-hmm. do a reach for HBCU guy, I'm, I'm going to do so. But there was no need to yeah. be doing a reach this week because he was the number one rusher in the league. He had 18 carries, had about 130-something yards and a touchdown. Um in that very tough loss against uh, Baltimore on Sunday, I'm still trying to understand this. They're up 20 to two, and they lose 25 dude. to 20. Dude, dude, why? Why? Don't, they don't like Cleveland. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at, at this point, you know, it, it's real tough. But you know, uh, like I said, uh, Crowell is an Alabama State guy, and my yeah. other standout from this weekend. <clears throat> Out of my own backyard, and when I say backyard, I mean like literally it's about a 10, 15-minute drive from my house, uh, the University of Maryland alum, Stephon Diggs, had a beautiful, had a huge week this past week. Be How many yards did he receive for? He had 182 yards against Green Bay in a touchdown. Mind yeah. you, we talked about him last night on, on Sleazy Sports, and we actually kind of got something wrong. Um, I was under the impression that he ended the year relatively big, that was a mistake. He only had two 100-yard receiving games last year. Can you tell mm. me how many 100-yard receiving games he has already this year? Uh, he has, I think it's two for two. Exactly, two. So he's already matched his 100-receiving-yard uh, game total from last year in just two games. And I'm just – matter of fact, if you want to go ahead and give uh, – with me wanting to give it to Stephon Diggs, I'm going to slightly give it to Sam Bradford. Um Eagle yeah. fans are probably rolling around right now, 
upset. Oh, my God, why couldn't he play like this when he was here? I, I think he kind of did. He wasn't that bad in Philly, but he, he just couldn't help that team offensively. It was that more so that system than, than Bradford's play. But Sam looked good in his, his debut game uh, in Minnesota against Green Bay, but Stephon Diggs has been looking phenomenal so far in the first two weeks of the season. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned Sam Bradford because he was one of my surprises for week two. I mean, I didn't know what to expect from him, to be honest with you. He, got, he, he was signed right before the literally right before the regular season, actually traded for it, uh, during the reg, uh, like, uh, right before the regular season. And he didn't play the first game because he was trying to get, you know, digest the offense a little more. But the fact that he was thrusting the action last week, the past week is I mean, the way that Bradford came out. And, you know, the sad part is, is that they would be without Adrian Peterson for a while. So you can imagine, you know, if Adrian Peterson was healthy, you know, Sam Bradford keeps balling out the way he did. Against Green Bay, I mean, granted, Green Bay is not the best defensive team in the world, but the fact that he outplayed Aaron Rodgers, that's, that's, that's something. I mean, we all knew that Bradford has talent. He just brittle. As hell. Yeah. He just couldn't stay healthy. But, you know, the thing is, is that, I mean, the way he came out, just literally just right off the bat and just started playing, he, he played very well. I got to give it up to him. Also have to um, mention, of course, the aforementioned uh, Browns. Blowing a twenty, I think it was it was Richard. I think it was twenty. If I'm not mistaken, it was twenty to nothing. And um, you know, that's right. It was you know, twenty to nothing, and they got that safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from that block extra point. Um, but I'm like sitting there, like they can't lose a twenty to two lead. Not even they can't lose, but oh my god, they did. They lost the lead. <laughs> <laughs> Against a squad that doesn't have many offensive stars in Baltimore, I'm like, oh my god, I feel bad. I feel bad for Hugh Jackson. I so want Hugh Jackson to succeed because, I mean, as far as from what I understand, Cleveland has the blackest front uh, office in the league. Um, yes, they do. But, but you know, I, I just, it just, I mean, granted, I mean, he'll he'll be given the honeymoon period. Hopefully, they're given at least a couple of years to get things right. But I think that they're probably kicking themselves for not picking Carson Wentz. More him in a moment. Um, but I'm also disappointed in Jacksonville. I mean, they came out like game busters week one, even though it was a loser cost mm-hmm. Green Bay, right? I mean, everyone had – I mean, I think some people gave – some people we both know gave uh, Jacksonville some love before the season because defensively on paper they, they upgraded. But they, those boys stink. They stink. They, they, they got their asses kicked by Jack, by San Diego. I mean, granted, that's Philip Rivers. I mean, he can still do it to folks. But not by 38 to 14. Not if you're supposed to be a better defensive team. And not to mm-hmm. San Diego of all squads. Come on. Come on. You know come what? On, come on. That's just terrible. Yep. I'm starting to learn something about San Diego for this particular season. Jay's going to go ahead and ride the shoulders of uh of Philip Rivers and, and and see what happens because they they put up a lot of points against Kansas City the week prior. They put up a, a a ton of points against another team that we thought was respectable defensively in Jacksonville. This right. this might be a, a sign of things to come for this uh for this Chargers offense for the remainder of the season. And and unfortunately yeah. 
they lose uh, uh, Keenan Allen, and then they also lose yeah. Danny Whitehead. Um, well, yep. Whitehead, I'm sorry. Uh, this past yep. Sunday, they're just going to continue to trot bodies out and, and, and hope that Phillip Rivers can continue to, to move the ball because, I mean, they, they look good in, in, in losing players. Like I said, these first two weeks, let's see if they're capable of, of continuing to do so with him and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon actually had a good week uh, week last week he as well. Out. Um, a funny thing I heard during that game was that his mother refused to wear his jersey last year because she felt as though that he <laughs> did not uh, gain her respect just yet. So he needed oh, to play so well enough in order for her <laughs> to wear his jersey. So, yeah, she was wow. out there wearing a jersey on Sunday, so I'm guessing he must have played well enough in the first two weeks for for her to start doing that. That is so funny. That's so old school. It's like, you got to earn my respect, boy. <laughs> I'm like, God, I, like, I, I came so from you. You can't even. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. That is so funny. Well, well good for her. God bless her. <laughs> um, but I know I mentioned Carson Wentz as one of the surprises from week two. I mean, he's been playing well. The first week's yes. season, granted, is against two crappy teams in uh, Cleveland and Chicago. But play, but a win is a win. Well, two wins is two wins, or two wins. Yeah. And he's playing pretty well. So, <clears throat> speaking of which, um, is, is, is Wentz really that good? Or, again, this is like what I mentioned earlier, is it part of the competition? Um, so I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon just yet. But I will say he's playing well and beating the teams that he's supposed to beat. I just right. found this out um, earlier today. The Bears are not slouches on, on, in terms of pass defense. You know, they give up less than 200 yards a game in terms of passing. And if I remember correctly, he didn't pass over 200 yards. But he right. was capable of, of, of moving the team and, and getting them in scoring positions. And, and, and having them win that game, same thing with Cleveland. Cleveland isn't at the bottom. I think they're like maybe 20th in terms of pass defense. But he did what he was what he was needed to do, and and it didn't make a ton of mistakes, if any. So he's had two respectable out. Um, he has he has had two respectable outings. I'm not gonna you know fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I heard someone said that. He's having the best rookie start ever. I'm like, oh, um, I guess you must have forgot about uh, brittle Bob Griffin uh, just four years ago having a better start. And Cam Newton. Carson. Right. And Cam Newton. But I digress. It's, it's interesting that this guy who is, he's not pedestrian, but he's not having a phenomenal first two games. Just good enough for them these guys to go right. 2-0. And the win team win against game win games against teams that they that people I, I guess thought they wouldn't be able to win with Carson at, at the helm, uh, uh, probably me my, uh, as well. I thought they would go at least one and one. I thought they would beat Cleveland. I didn't know if they would beat Chicago or not. But with them to go in Chicago and and and, and capable of coming away with that win, I think this team may be a little bit better than what people think they are or thought they would be at least. Um, I, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and probably add uh, another win to, to the win total of about five or six that I had them winning in the beginning of the season. You know what? I, I'll reserve judgment for after they play my Steelers in week three. 
That's uh, going to be a bad. That's going to be a test for him. That's going to be a test for this kid. Uh, oh, yeah. Namely because he's going to go up against Big Ben Roethlisberger, who's been playing well. And uh-huh. the defense is much, even though we still can't stop the pass to save our lives, but, I mean, we, we still are better on defense than we were last year. So mm-hmm. it's going to be very interesting. You know that Steelers Nation is going to travel well to the game, Philly. Of course. Even the diehard, even the diehard Philly fans who are great fans, by the way. Great fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see the stadium composition come Sunday at 425 p.m. But dude, it won't be like it was in D.C. I, I'll tell you that now in terms of Steelers fans will be. Uh, right overrunning the stadium. You're right about but, that. I think I think I think Philly fans, no disrespect, deep, but Philly fans are hardcore, loyal, ride or die fans. Oh, you have to put them up there with with, with with Raider Nation too with that. Yeah, but I will say this, and this is why I say you shouldn't necessarily use the the, the Steelers game as a litmus test for Carson. But if he matches up, most definitely. But I don't see him matching up offensively against Ben, and I got a strange feeling that the the Steelers defense, though not the Steelers defense of old, they will throw wrinkles out there to confuse him, and and they will also test him to see if he will be willing to take the things that they give him. If he, yeah. uh, that's something that I I haven't seen him do yet in terms of attempting <clears throat> to do things more than what he needs to. And let's see if he's capable of sticking to that. But I also expect that defense to throw a couple of wrinkles at him. And I want to see whether or not he's going to be capable of uh, making adjustments. Yeah. So we'll definitely see about that. But, I mean, again, as I mentioned to you earlier, alluded to earlier, um, how bad is Cleveland must feel right now? Sure, they have all Horrible. But <laughs> – how bad do you think they feel right now? Brittle Bob went down with injury. So did Josh McCown. They're down to Cody Kessler, who who had a great college career. But I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but the, but the whole thing is they could have had this kid Wentz. They had stood stood pat. But again, I know it's premature. I know yeah. it's early, and Cleveland has all those picks, and plus they're at least two. The quarterbacks will be available next year in the draft, and Deshaun Watson and Brad Kaya. But again, <laughs> that's poor. That's the people that to pass right. up on them again. Now that's one of the things, and I understood the, the, the thought process in this that they need bodies mm-hmm. everywhere, and oh, they, they attempted oh, to do right so by trading out of that pick. But they would have at least had the QB of the future in Carson. But who's to say? that, you know, he would have played as well as he's playing now through the system. You know, I'm concerned about that O-line. They were capable of, of getting uh, 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 Corey Coleman, who's now injured now, but that was because of the, the, the trade. I don't know. I don't – it's it's easy now with, with hindsight, but, you know, Cleveland – they're just snake bitten, and I don't know if there's anything that's going to be able to cure that. I don't know either. They, maybe maybe they need to change their colors. I mean, they play like their colors. I mean. Well, they, they, <laughs> they actually, Scott, they did change the colors. They brightened up the orange, 
and they went oh, to a, right. a different brown last year. So oh, they, they right. tried, Darn. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they play like that color still. They play like yeah. that color still. So there you, you go. Uh, going from <laughs> one end of the terrible spectrum to the other in terms of the top teams of the league, but well, we're going to stay in the AFC for a minute. Since they ain't getting, they're getting all the love right now. The glamour teams, the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Broncos, who do you think is the best of those three at this moment? Granted, it's only week two, and I hate saying crap like this so early in the season. I know I'm going to get this a quarter into the season, but uh, I was going to just, 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 just turn over a, 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 a new leaf for a minute. But who do you think of those three is the best in the AFC at this point in Junction? Wow. It's interesting because if you, if you go to sleazysports.com, plug. Um, we do, our, of course, yep. our weekly uh, rankings. And this week, one, two, three are Pittsburgh, Denver, and New England for me. The interesting thing is this. I would say that Denver has had better wins yeah. than Pittsburgh and New England um, with them beating both Carolina and Indianapolis. But Pittsburgh has looked more dominant in their wins against Washington and Cincinnati. But New England's doing what not a lot of people expected them to do, except for those who trust them Belichick. I was about to say Belichick. I've been hanging around you too long. But <laughs> for those who, who trust in Belichick, they, they had no worries because they knew that he was going to go ahead and put them in a position to play well and be competitive and hopefully get wins out of those games. Yeah. If, if you were to truthfully ask me at this moment, I know I have Pittsburgh ranked higher, but I would slightly take Denver because of the fact of of, of that defense and the quality of wins that they have. Like I said, even though yeah. I have Pittsburgh as of right now with mm-hmm. the, the number one ranking, and I actually had them coming out as the number one seed at the end of the year. Well, I'll say this, brother. I like, like you, I have my beloved Steelers as the top team in the AFC right now and in, 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 in the NFL, period. I, I, I'm i like you, though. I got to give props to Belichick. Bill Belichick. I mean, he, that dude, like, just like he did with Matt Castle, he he's, he can coach. He can coach. I mean, his team did not fold. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing well, was playing well. He's hurt now. I don't know his status for, for week three and, and, uh, at, you know, against uh, Houston. But, um, yeah, I mean, the fact that they came out in Arizona, not intimidated, and, and even though the score was close, I mean, they are play Arizona. They thoroughly mm-hmm. outplayed Arizona. And they smacked around Miami, you know, before yeah. Garoppolo got hurt. And even then, my man uh, Jacoby Brissett from NC State um, came in <laughs> and did did fairly well. I mean, he didn't blow the game. But I, I just want to see where they go going forward. I don't think Jimmy G is going to play next game, to be honest with you. Um, Neither do I. I. Think be the, uh, I, I think it's going to, be, going to be the Brissett show for the next two weeks until Brady coming back. And it's interesting to see when Grunt comes back too. So yeah. 
I, it, for that reason, and I know I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but I I, I like Houston. You got to like Houston, even though Houston be on the road. I, I think Houston has a great shot of beating the Patriots just because of the attrition that the Patriots are experiencing. But Denver, man, to your point earlier, Simeon's not setting the world on fire, but that defense, man, is nasty. That Denver defense is nasty. It, it's just it's just filthy, filthy good. Yeah. And, you know, the way they battled around Cam Newton, you know, the way they won their last game uh, uh, over the coast and just ragdolling Andrew Luck, poor guy. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, you can't deny Denver right now. I mean, as long as Denver has that defense, man, and as long as they continue to employ Wade Phillips as the defensive coordinator, I mean, he's the classic better coordinator than head coach, which is not a bad thing. I mean, he's got to know your place, got to stay in your lane. But, there's, you know, similar to North Turner as an offensive coordinator. Uh, yes. But, but, man, that defense, man. Golly. Hey, if you know what bothers me so about that Wade Phillips situation in Denver is that down. he could have been here in D.C. and they chose oh, to go a different been. route. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. They, they, you know what it was? They didn't want uh, Jay Gruden to feel threatened as a head coach oh really? by bringing in a former head coach, come in oh. and be a coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, remember, he on. was available. Um, Rex was available shortly after the uh, the Jets firing. Um, right. But they decided they wanted to go with, a favorite of, uh, I, I guess, Jay as well, since he did work with Tampa. And um, Bruce Allen, uh, they wanted to go the uh, the Joe Perry route, and now you see what oh, that defense looks like now. So Joe yeah. Tyler Perry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of, speaking of your, your beloved Washington team, what is going on? I mean, you, 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 you lost two straight home games. Okay. Yes. I mean, granted, people have Pittsburgh favored, but y'all were supposed to beat Dallas. Y'all had. You know Dallas. what, Scott? I'll what tell the hell you this. What happened to Dallas against Dallas, rather? Contrary to popular belief, those two games were two road games. The <laughs> amount of opposing team fans in FedEx or on the past two weeks has been crazy with the amount of Steeler fans and Cowboy fans. You know what? This year, they're going to have four. They're going to have only four home games. And let me let me let me let me explain why I say that. Because I think I know. But go ahead. Pittsburgh, <laughs> with the amount of Steeler fans that are here in, in the DC area, that was a home game. With the amount of Cowboy fans that are here, home game. Philly's not too far away, and there are a lot of Philly fans here. Yeah. That's going to be like a home game for them. Giants. Yep. That's going to be at the end of the season. There are a ton of New Yorkers here. Depending upon how things go, if things go the way that I predicted them to go, Week 17 potentially will be an NFC East championship game. That's if Washington mm-hmm. can turn the ship around. That might be a home game for the Giants. So it's going to be problematic playing only four wow. home games as a franchise, but 
with a lot of the quotes that have been floating around over the past couple of days, I don't know if I trust the, the comment about the the, the 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 team turning on Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but I, I can that. understand I why they may have some <clears throat> trepidation about him. But it ain't just him; the entire team ain't playing well. As a matter of fact, if you look at it, he's kind of one of the the, the shining spots on the team right now. He's capable of having the offense move with the ball. They just can't score, which is something that they need to work on. And the defense needs to yeah. make stops and get off the field. They keep keeping themselves on the field after third and long situations. And you're right. It was it was the the the, 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 the situation was, was right for the picking. But for whatever reason, they just have had problems with rookie quarterbacks in the past couple of seasons. They just can't seem, seem to beat them, which means they'll probably have problems with Philly this year as well. And then Carson Wentz. Yeah. But – I don't know what to say about this team, but I'm not going to go ahead and completely overreact because it's only two weeks. There are another 14 games that need to be played. And right. It's another tough one against the Giants on the road. So they're going to be they're going to have to play well in this game and then beat Cleveland in order for me to believe that they're going to turn it around. But we'll have to wait and see. Man. So... It's 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 not supposed to go this way. I mean, you guys lost to to Dot Prescott and the Cowboys. Yes. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. I thought you guys were going to bounce back and come take advantage of a rookie quarterback starting his only second regular season game. But just y'all there were too many. Foot, man, you couldn't get that. Get your own way. An interception in the red zone in the end zone actually. By exactly. Cousin. It's. It, it's just terrible. I mean, it's, I think – did you guys have a missed field goal or something? Or maybe I was thinking about something else. Oh, no, that was something else. But it, it was the uh, okay. the interception. But they did have, I, I think, three red zone trips where two of those – actually, they had four red zone trips that I can remember from the top of my head where two of those turned into field goals. One was a touchdown run. And, mm-hmm. of course, the interception. But – you not being able to see them losing that game was, was, was something that I was capable of doing, unfortunately, because I, I oh man, this this team playing Dallas at home, quote unquote, for whatever yeah. reason, I, it, it always turns out weird, and it always ends up being a close one. Well, I, I can say in recent years, it, it's been close, and all it takes is a, a, a simple mistake. And that's exactly what happened. And Dak didn't have any mistakes, which is uh, a dynamic for him. Right. Um, and then, of course, you had a situation where you had a, a guy who was released in, in, in Alfred Morris who didn't have a huge day but was capable of scoring a touchdown. He only had uh, right. four carries for seven yards when he scored a touchdown. So and that was yeah. the go-ahead touchdown, which, which put them over to win the game. But um, – yeah, the recipe was there for disaster for the Scams. Rookie quarterback, rookie running back, um, right. the line defense. But you have the prodigal son returning home, and you have what you got Sunday, the sad Sunday. Yeah. Well, one more question about that. One more comment about that. Well, really, a question mm-hmm. to ask you. Okay. We're, we're both men of a certain age. Yes. I'm I'm in my forties. You I think you're almost forty. 
No, I'm 40, 40 and I'll be, I'll be 41 in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. Well, there you go. Fellow so, Libra yeah. in the house. Um, but we're old enough to remember RFK Stadium. Yeah. Where the atmosphere was totally intimidating for any visiting team to roll up in there, especially during the Joe Gibbs years, right? Uh-huh. So, having said that, and I think I know, I think you know where I'm about to go with this. Why in the hell are there so many Cowboys fans allowed at Washington home games? I never thought I'd see that in a million freaking years. What is going on? And why are they brave enough to be in the D.C. area, too? You never saw that well, before. You, well, God, this actually, I need to do this as a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a video for the weekly blowback in terms of the amount of rival fans in this area. I don't think it's mm-hmm. like that anywhere else. It can't be. But there, there's a plethora of reasons why so many get into the stadium. But I'll start with your first question in terms of why there's so many here. Um, my, my theory on that, and I'm going to stick to my guns on that, there are two yes. things. One, with the Skins <laughs> being the last team to integrate, those of a particular age that remember that still hold that on dear and dislike the team for that and, and were Cowboy fans because I think they were one of the first to integrate. So mm. they, 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 they went ahead and, and, and became Cowboy fans for that. That's number one. Number two, with the Redskins being one of the biggest things here, actually being the biggest thing sport-wise here in the D.C. area, if you're a person in a family that feels as though that they're not getting any attention whatsoever, chances are you're in a Redskin family, and you're going to do whatever you can in order to get attention. What is the number one way to get attention from a Redskin fan? Become a Cowboy fan. Now, there are a lot of people, like I said, who understand the race issue and the race aspect of it. And that family has continued to go on for about a generation or two now. But you also have that person. And and so far, those that I've asked, they're either a middle child, a scorned lover, or like a younger child who just has not received any attention from a parent <laughs> or a loved one. Scott, you laugh. Oh my God. It, 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 it sounded funny in theory when I first thought about it, but when I started asking, it started to become true more and more often, and I'm like, this is insane. This can't be it. But it, it seems like it is. It seems like it is, wow, Scott. And it's, it's crazy. And... and, and, and now, those people have now spawned children that are now Cowboy fans and so on and so on, and it just continues to multiply. Take that along with the 20 to 25-year inept ability of this team. You now have fans that don't want to come out the games, plus the, 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 the game day experience at, at FedEx is, is – relatively horrible. So Skins fans don't want to come out and have to deal with that. They don't want to have to come out all that way and have to deal with traffic, uh, uh, pricey parking, um, poor 
uh, uh, shuttle systems from Metro. They make you walk about two, Before about Metro a mile and a half. Too, by the way. Yeah. yeah, so you have to deal with all of that, and 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 then see the team lose, and then have to hear about the rival fan base yell at you on your way back. Sometimes drunk rival fan base yelling at you. Fans don't want to deal with that. They sell their tickets, and for the most part, it goes to the the, the fan of a rival fan base. They buy it up. Matter of fact, at the Miami game last year, you could hear Miami fans cheering. You would never think that wow. there would be that many Miami Dolphin fans in the D.C. area. You get there were enough that will Come on. Now. You could hear the Dolphin fans cheering during that game last year, wow. a game that they came from behind the win. And it, it was crazy. It, it, it's not as bad as Dallas, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, but it was still bad nonetheless. But yeah, uh, until Dan is, is capable of getting a new stadium, improving the game day experience, and improving the team, they'll they won't get that that feeling back. And like you said, I was just in RFK this past weekend at the um the the the, Nash, the, the, the nation's classic, the Howard Anthony game, and that right. nostalgia. Every time I go into that stadium, that nostalgia of of that '80s team always hits me, and I always get a, a particular feeling. When I'm on that field and looking around, thinking, "Man, this is where uh, Theismann, Riggins, Manley, Man, Charlie yep. Taylor, Ferguson. Mm-hmm. This is where all those guys played." Uh, and it just makes me feel a particular way when I'm on that field, and, and just have to see what they did the following day against the rival Cowboys. Just this sickened me, man. It, it, it just it, it bothers me. You know what? You sound like you need some prayer. So with I that do. in mind, with that in mind, we're going to bring in the good reverend. What's your good reverend's for name? Oh, matter of fact, I have him sitting right here next to me. It's the good reverend doctor, Mumbo F. Sauce. That's okay. So, all right. So, reverend, take it away. Who are we going to pray for this week? <laughs> ah, brother Scotch. Good evening, <laughs> brother Scotch. <laughs> Amen. Reverend. Amen, Brother Scott. This is the good <laughs> Reverend Doctor, Mumbo F. Sauce Esquire. Hallelujah. <laughs> Holla back. All right. And this week, with my prayer list, there are a couple of people I need to pray for this week that have been going through yes. some things after week two in yes. the NFL, my brother. Yes, yes. First on the prayer list, Suffering from nepotismitis. Yeah. It's Rex Ryan. We oh. need a word of prayer for oh. for Brother Ryan yeah. for for firing the wrong guy in Roman Gabriel, the oh. home office of coordinator. Instead oh, of his bum brother. Yeah. Who's been giving up a ton yeah. of points. I don't understand why. But that's why, another time Lord? for why, Yes, why, Lord? I don't know why. <laughs> also, <laughs> also on my prayer list is that organization in Ohio that has a professional football team. Not the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. Yes, First, they lose. Robert Griffin the third last week. 
for 10 to 12 weeks. Lord Jesus. Oh. A.K.A. Brittle Bob. Then they yeah. lose McCown this past Sunday. Oh. Compound that with the loss of rookie receiver Corey Coleman with a broken hand. Yes, God knows oh, what they've oh. done to, to to fall into the similar steps of Job and to be fall into trans- yes. transgressions. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Maybe not Job. I don't know. Why wasn't, well, wasn't Job? I don't know. But that's all right. Lord. We need to pray for the Cleveland Browns. Yes, sir. And last but not least, I'm going to need for someone to lay hands yes, again on this game's defense. I've asked for prayer oh, last Lord, week. Lord. Father God, for this yes, defense, you can't stop nobody. As a matter of fact, Dak Prescott is still driving on them right now. Oh, he still can't get into the end zone. No, but Father God, yes. Father God, help them yes. because they're going to the Empire State this weekend and facing yes. that fantastic receiving core. And that I believe in Eli in yes, that passing Lord. game. The Lord loves Eli. So hopefully that defense can, can keep them down to under 20 points, but I doubt it very seriously. In your name I pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, Pastor, Reverend, Mumble Sauce, I got two people in mind that's been on my mind all week that I want to yes. become a prayer warrior for. Yes. I want to become a prayer warrior for your, your beloved Washington Redskins. No horrific defense that couldn't stop a nosebleed. Let yeah. a young man drop him in the fourth round. Fall out against him. That's oh. not what they are supposed to do. He'll do it to anybody. But that press got a fourth round quarterback. Lord Jesus, I feel bad for that defense. And I feel bad for that fan base. I feel bad for you, brother. And Dwayne, too. Sitting on the side. Ah, yes, so praying, praying, yes. praying profusely. Yes, he is. Yes, he is, Lord. Lord, please be a fence for Brother Dwayne. Please. please be a fence. And last but not least, you stole my thunder. We talked about those sorry ass Cleveland Browns, Lord. Lord, how can you have a franchise in the NFL and professional football be that damn sorry? I do not know. But you, but hey, you, you have all the answers. They say that man plans and you laugh. You're laughing at the Cleveland Browns right now, Lord, because they are horrible. They are really horrible. Who would lose a 20 nothing lead, Lord, in the NFL? Uh, no one but the Who plays just like that color? Who plays just like the color brown? And I, don't, uh, you know, and, and I pretty much think that you know where I'm going, Lord, but I'm not going to disrespect you. But I just want you to think about it for a minute and help those sorry Browns. Because they are the blackest uh, spurt officers in the league. We want them to do well, Lord. But sometimes yeah. the Browns are wishing... Why the hell are we here in the first place, Lord? So we need for these brothers in the front office to feel good, Lord, and keep having jobs. Because we're all about self-preservation. We're all about, you know, up- uplifting. We're all about employment. But you got to put a better spirit on, the, on those Browns, Lord. We got to do it. And we ask in the name of Jesus, we pray. 
In the name of Jesus, God. Amen. 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 Now for week three. Now for week three. <laughs> we're going to get you out of here. We're probably going to go to hell for doing this. But we're going to go out. <laughs> we're going to leave this. We're going to close this podcast on this. What should we expect to look forward to for week three? What are you looking forward week, to? Week three, what am I looking forward to? Yes, I am yes, looking yes. to see which of these winless teams between yes. the, if I remember correctly, the Colts, the Redskins, yes. the, yes. um, help me out here, Scott, uh, oh, who else? the Browns, the Jaguars, there are about six, seven teams that are winless right now. I want to see which mm-hmm. one of those teams are capable of getting their first win this weekend. Yes. And whether or not, well, I don't even, I'm not even concerned whether or not they're, they're going to be able to turn around. I want to see if one of them will be able to get a win this weekend. Also, mm. I want to see, I'm interested to see what New England does with this number three quarterback. You know, your guy of NC yes. State. If they'll be Good able point. to beat right. Houston. In Houston, am I correct? No, it's going to be in New England. So it's in New England? Okay, so they may yeah. have some, some, some home cooking going on. But I want to see if they're, how this yeah. offense is going to look and the fact that they've been able to operate with both, without both Tom Brady and uh, Rob Gronkowski. And, and LeGarrette Blunt had a big week last week himself. I want to yes, see how did. this offense looks and, and whether or not they'll be able to pull out a win against um, the team that actually sleepy sports as a whole in, in their poll had number four in the Houston Texans. So, so if, if they're capable of getting yep. a win, um, the Patriots may have a standout season this year, and I don't know who's going to be able to beat them uh, if, if, right. if they're capable of, of getting that win with without Tom yeah. Brady and uh, Jimmy uh, G. Um, what else am I yeah. looking for? One last thing. What am I looking for outside yes, of the skins? Um <laughs> The, the the play of, of, of rookie quarterbacks, I want to see whether or not, and I guess that's kind of twofold with Jacksonville being 0-2 and, and having, well, no, Blake Bortles ain't a rookie no more. Um, yeah, I want to see what Dak is capable of doing. I want to see what Carson is capable of doing against the Steelers. And um, I know there's another QB that's a first-year guy outside of New England. Cody Kessler in Cleveland. Cody yeah, Kessler in Cleveland. Cody starting in Cleveland. Yeah. That's right. So I want to see what those guys will be capable of doing this week and, 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 and what type of play that they're going to have. Also, one last thing, I want to see what Minnesota is going to do without AP. I mean, we already know yeah. about McKinnon and Asiata and their play last year. They weren't phenomenal, but they were capable of, of, of moving the sticks and combined they were a 1,000-yard rusher between the two guys. But that defense is also uh, pretty strong. So I want to see – how this offense now is going to look without AP for the next couple of weeks. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and to, to piggyback on what you said about the rookie quarterback, I want to see if Carson Wentz balls out against Pittsburgh. If he does that and if this Eagles come out with a win, look the hell out NFCs. That's all I got to say about that. Look the hell out. And as well, it's in my eye on Dak Prescott. You know, he's, he's doing well. Uh, he mm-hmm. obviously should be doing all right now. Or very well, it could have been 0-2, but nevertheless, I want to see how well he does this week. And it's going to be interesting 
to see what happens with Washington this week in New York. I mean, you got to have Josh Norman versus uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, 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 what's his name, uh, uh, Victor Cruz, and, and and the other wide receiver who's young and is really, is really talented as well. If yes, they Sterling, don't do yes. well, yes, yes, Sterling, great player, good young player. If he, if they, if if, if your beloved Redskins start zero and three. That's gonna be very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. And so we gotta keep an eye out on them. So that's why I'm looking forward to it. Hey man, thanks a lot for joining me on this podcast, man. Again, we're probably gonna go to hell for doing a prayer request feature, but damn it, I love it. So I'm gonna keep doing it. Uh, and so, you know what? If, if my mama hear that, and hear that I messed up talking about Job going through trials and tribulations, I'm I'm gonna. Hear about it for the rest of my life. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hear you, man. You're my mom, bro. Oh, my God. But thanks a lot, man. You have a good one. Enjoy the game. You too. You do the same. All right. Peace out. This is Amanda Wayne Nash. Break heavy breakdown week two and uh, and previewing week uh, week three in terms of looking to see what's happening. I tell you what, man. Carson was playing well. But I want to see him go against the real team and the Steelers, and as well as Washington. I mean, Redskins Nation is on red red alert right now. If they start 0-3, there's going to be some dead trouble. It's going to be probably a lot of changes. And I hope it doesn't mean Jay Green's job. It shouldn't. But there are going to be some changes in Washington. And that defense is so horrific, man, but... At any rate, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm looking forward to watching. So we'll see. But anyway, this is Scott Burks with the Clown Hour. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Oh six, y'all. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.